Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Welcome to Wednesday, January 24. Um, today, um, we are going to be reading from Romans 8, 33 through 34. Um, again, my name is Steve Durr, and I will be your host this week. And And hopefully, uh, you are um, uh, joining me as my guest. If not, then this is some awkward times where I just uh, pose a question and I just pause for a few seconds, and then I talk. Um, if you have not joined us earlier this week, again, I'm I'm am without a in-person guest, and so I'm hoping that you will be that um, co-host with me, and that as I read and pose some questions, you'll just pause and hopefully discuss with somebody else or journal um, your thoughts or text or email your thoughts to somebody else. Um, and so that way, this can be kind of an interactive uh, weekly podcast with us uh, between me and you um, and whoever you're having conversations with. So, um, and if this is not going well for you, then bear with us. We have a today and then two more days, um, and then, then you'll be back to normal next week. So um, today, like I said, we're reading Romans, and the um, get-to-know-you question, um, the way we've structured this um, the pa- for the next couple weeks is uh, Monday and Tuesday and Thursday and Friday, the um, guest answers the, the deep dive, get to know your questions, but Wednesday is designed for the host to answer the question. Um, and it's a question I asked, I answered yesterday, where have you seen God at work recently in your lives and the lives of others around you? So instead of um, saying that again, what I said yesterday, um, I really do want you now to take a minute to think about that. Um, where have you seen God at work recently in your life or the lives of others? Um, he's always working. We don't always, don't always take the time to look and see it, or we don't always recognize it as um, Jesus working. But um, I want you to think about that for a minute. Um, share with your partner or journal uh, where you've seen God working recently in your life. All right, well, hopefully you had a chance to do that. Um, so today, as I mentioned, we're reading Romans. Uh, our focus first is Romans 8, 30, 33 and 34. But I want to read a little bit more around that to, again, pro- provide some broader context. So um, I'm actually going to read 29 through 37. Um, so Romans 8, 29 through 37. It says, For God knew his people uh, in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, uh, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. Nothing can separate us from God's love, is the title of the next section. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up as um, uh, given up for us, won't he also give us everything else? He, and here's the the focus verses. Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own life uh, for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us, and he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? 
As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, uh, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. So again, um, our, as we focus on our identity in Christ, let me reread the, the focus verses, um, and then I'll give you a chance to think about that. So verse 33 and 34. Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us, and he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. So what does this passage say about who you are in Christ, your identity in Christ? What do we learn from this about who God has made us to be? So take a minute to share that with your, with your partner or journal those your thoughts. For me, what really sticks out, um, and I don't know if this is an actual word or not, but I made it up. In Jesus, we are uncondemnable. Um, this, this verse talks about who dares accuse us, who dares condemn us. And what the passage is saying is nobody. Nobody has the right to condemn us. Um, now, people might try. Um, you know, There are people who might tell us that we are not worthy, might condemn us for what we do, might say what we're doing is wrong. Even Satan tries. But um, because of God's love for us, nothing can separate us from that. Um, we have... Um, because God has redeemed us, no one has that right or ability to condemn us. Um, what um, this often reminds, sorry for my pause there, what this kind of reminds me of as I read this is the whole, the story um, where Jesus um, is during his preaching and a woman who was caught in adultery is um, brought before him and the religious leaders are there and they all picked up stones to get ready to stone her um, because of the sin she did. But Jesus said, hold on, wait a second. Um, if you are without sin, you cast a stone. Anyone who hasn't sinned, go ahead, throw the stone. Um, and one by one, um, the the people there dropped the stones and walked away. And when they're all gone, Jesus asked, you know, the, the lady who condemned you? And she said, no one, no one's left. So Jesus said, um, therefore, neither do I. I don't condemn you either. So go and sin no more. It's just again, nobody has the right to condemn us. Um, and so that's, who we are in Christ as our identity. So, um, sorry if that was a bit rambling. If this is the truth about who you are, how should you live differently? So talk about that now. If this is true about who you are, and again, I believe it is true about you, it's true about me, how should we live differently? I think for me, what stands out, how should I live things different is I don't need to worry about what others say or think about me. I am oftentimes too caught up in what other people think about my actions. Are they judging me? Are they going to say I'm righteous enough or I'm too sinful? Or what, what are they saying about me? How are they condemning me? But as long as I'm doing what Jesus has called me to do, that's what's matter. That's what matters. Um, however, I think more importantly for me as I read this and process this is not what um, others say about me or they can't condemn me, but uh, what I was convicted of is that I don't have the right to condemn others. You know, I think we can read this and just look at ourselves. Hey, we're good in God. We, we can't be condemned. But then that's also true about others. So I um, don't have the right to condemn um, other people. No matter how righteous I think I am or how wrong I think they are, it's not within my power nor my right to pass judgment on them. 
Now, I can hopefully help people try to discern what God is saying to them about their actions, but again, it's not up to me to judge them. And so I need to live a life that is different from that, a life that I am not um, judging people. I'm not saying, no, yep, I'm right and you're wrong. Uh, and that's, that's tricky to do. Uh, I'll be honest about that. That's tricky uh, for me to do. All right, so the next question, what is a lie you believe about yourself that the truth needs to be replaced? So um, if nobody can condemn us, and therefore we shouldn't condemn others, what is a lie about yourself that needs to be replaced by this truth? So take a minute to discuss that or journal that. Um, for me, I um, I struggled with how to articulate what I'm thinking on this, um, the lie that needs to be replaced. I guess I oftentimes think that it's my job as a believer to point out the sin in others. Um, or maybe sometimes I think that my pious lifestyle will be enough to rub off on them, that if I just act the right way, if I seem Christian enough or religious enough, um, then other people see that and say, oh, I want to be more like that. Um, I, I guess more times than I think it's my job to fix the sinner. Um, or that's my job to bring the person caught in adultery to be stoned. I, I mean, I know that I won't be the one that casts a stone, but hey, I need to bring to light what's going on. And I think those are all lies. It's um, arrogant on my part, um, but it's, it's lies that it's not my job um, to point out how other people are sinning. It's not my job uh, to try to fix them, to try to point out, hey, what you're doing is wrong. Um, it's simply my job to live the way God has called me to live. And again, hopefully um, help them if they come to me to see maybe what God is trying to tell them. So what um, what truth, uh, oh sorry, how will replacing the lie with this truth free you to live more, um, your life more fully? So last question, how will replacing that lie with this truth free you to live life more fully? Go ahead and, and answer that. I guess for me, um, the biggest thing is if I truly replace this lie that um, that's not my job uh, to condemn others is that I, I, will, I won't pick up stones to throw at others. I won't be trying to see um, the, the fault or the errors in others that I need to try to fix. Um, I also won't worry about other stones people are throwing at me. People might throw stones at me. They might say things about me. But I need to remember that I've been made right by God through Jesus. Um, and so it doesn't matter. If they try to condemn me, that ultimately doesn't matter. Um, so I just need to focus on loving others um, and um, heed what Jesus said to the, the woman to go and sin mo no more. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Let me close us in prayer and then we'll we'll uh, move on to Thursday. So Lord Jesus, thank you for pleading for us before your father. Thank you for not condemning us like others might, but instead thank you for restoring us to your father. As we celebrate our restoration, you help us to remember that it is not our job to condemn others, but instead give us the strength to simply love them the way you do. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. We'll talk with you again tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.